0: I would say my first one goes back to that first Peter four ten like serving, just serve others, mm-hmm. um, is like my first bullet point for being a good steward. Um, and if we operate from that mindset rather than just seeing business as like how to serve myself or how to get an income mm-hmm. and you see it as like, how can I serve others to the best of my ability? Then ultimately <clears throat> it's going to serve others and you yeah. to the highest standard. Yeah. Um, it'll affect presentation, communication, even your patience with other people. So I would say a mindset shift to, like, I'm serving others would yeah. be my number one. Welcome to the Faith and Art Podcast. I'm Ellie. And I'm Grace. And this space is dedicated to conversations and questions for the Christian creative.
1: Welcome back to the Faith and Art podcast. We are so excited to be back in person together today. Grace and I are recording in her house. As always, we're always in a different place every week. Yes, um, we are. But we make it work. Keep it fun for you guys. I <laughs> exactly.
0: Can clearly tell a difference where we are. <laughs>
1: um, today, we're going to be talking about stewardship um, in your creative pursuit and in your creative business. Um, I think it's something we've touched on here and there. I'm um, in different episodes over season one and even in this season, um, but we wanted to take time to just be intentional about um, just focusing in on this topic, so right. before we get started, we have a couple of updates, um, or maybe just one. The main update being we have merch coming. If you yeah, follow yeah. us on social media at all, then you've probably seen it. Um, we have a hood. no, not
0: hoodie, a sweatshirt. <laughs> Wrong.
1: I call all like pullovers hoodies.
0: I don't know why. But it's not a hoodie. We thought about hoodies, but we couldn't afford them for everyone. Yeah.
1: And so. on the polls, you people ask true. for sweatshirts. You did ask for sweatshirts. So So it's your fault. We have an indigo blue sweatshirt coming. Yes, we do, which is also Result of the polls. Yes. We were, Grace and I had a time trying to figure out how these were going to turn out. Um, we did. But we got it done. We both love the design. And if you haven't seen it yet, follow us at the Faith and Art Podcast on Instagram. And it's posted there.
0: It's also on our, if that like if you click to uh, go and answer questions or something, mm-hmm. it'll take you to our website page. It's also on our website page. Yeah. And you can buy them directly from there. But there's images there.
1: Yeah. They're in pre-sale right now, but at the time of this release, they will be coming in that week, so yeah. like later this week, yes. so we're super excited.
0: Um, if you have any questions, you can DM us or go ahead and buy it. And Yeah, I will say, because the manufacturer note said that they run a little small, and so to mm-hmm. possibly order a size up, and our larger sizes mm-hmm. have been selling, like all yeah. of the ones that we've sold, they've all been. So if you are wanting medium up, I would say get it yeah. now, because they've already... We're pretty much in low stock yeah. <laughs> for all the ones that are left. We have, yeah. like, probably around three to four of each size, so, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, but we're excited. It has our little tagline, podcast tagline, God likes your art because God likes you. Yeah, And we believe it. We do. So, Grace, do you have any initial
0: thoughts on stewardship, why you wanted to do this episode? Um. Well, I... I think that number one, this podcast so far this season, we've been very uh, spiritual, Mm -hmm. which is good. But I do think that we also wanted to add in some business practicals. Um, And I also understand that not everyone listening, you don't have a business. You don't even intend to ever have a business or, you know, you don't have to have any type of business necessarily for the idea of stewardship to Mm -hmm. be applicable Um, but I do think that there are, um, just some principles that like we've never really covered, Mm -hmm. but I I mean, they are scriptural, but they're also just, um, I don't know, practical for Mm -hmm. making your business better or just the way that you go about your creative practice. So I kind of wanted to talk about that. And I also think that it tied back into one of my first like big questions, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, what does success look like for Christians? How does the Lord feel about it? And I really feel like a lot of the answer to that question is like, it depends on how you do it, you know? Yeah. like Because it's it's all about the heart and it's also all about um, application in some ways. And so, um, yeah, I just, I think that this is going to be an important episode um, just to kind of have in the bank of, of something to reference, something that we've kind of talked around a lot, but maybe yeah. I've never fully addressed.
1: Yeah, so. and I think like we're really grace will roll her eyes at this but we're really lucky to have like grace who's in full-time business and has wrestled through like what this actually looks mm-hmm. like in practicality like what does it mean to be a good steward of my business as a christian not saying she has it all figured out but i mean you can't disagree that you've wrestled with it oh
0: sure sure um, yeah.
1: and i feel like you've come out with some conclusions yeah, so far totally. probably lots more to be had so you have that perspective and then me, who's very much like I've had seasons of more full time, like where orders are coming in consistently, but as I've been very like clear about, like that's just really not where I'm at right now. Like yeah. it's much more passion project that I occasionally make money off of and I'm okay with that. Like I'm right. not gonna stop making right. because it's not full time. Sure. So I think we'll be able to offer like two perspectives um on stewardship and I think there's a lot of overlap.
0: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: so totally I'm excited.
0: I am too. Well, so starting off, I mean, the term good steward is kind of Christianese. It's <laughs> kind of like, <laughs> so what, it'd probably be good to define that. Um, yeah. What comes to mind for you? Or like, what do you think of as a definition for being a good steward of something? Um,
1: actually, when you jotted down this question, I was like, that's such a good point. <laughs> it's a little bit Christianese. Yeah. Um, I think of stewardship as taking something that's not inherently mine um, and taking ownership of it with the intention of tending to it well. Mm. That's probably a little jumbled and wordy, mm-hmm. but basically like taking ownership of something mm-hmm. with the intention of developing it and increasing it or like increasing its value. Mm-hmm. So like that idea of like leaving something off like better than you found it. Mm. Um, I also like, when i think of good stewardship i think of faithfulness the word like maintenance came to mind like being mm-hmm. faithful to like you know mm-hmm. um maintain what's already there and then i guess yeah just being faithful with what's been given to you yeah. whether it's yours completely or whether you're holding it you know
0: right in the between does sense? No, that's that's great. I should end the episode there. No, I think that's a really good episode or oh. a good definition. <laughs> that's a good episode. Oh, thanks. No, that's a good that's definition. That's why you pay me the big bucks. <laughs> no, that's a good definition. What about you? I Well, I put that I don't even really, like, initially I don't. I, there's a lot of verses that come to mind and like mm-hmm. I think we're gonna mention those probably throughout but personally there's just a type of person that I think of mm-hmm. like that's like when I think being a good steward like I probably mm-hmm. initially just have like people come to mind and that's interesting the people that come to mind for me they're me I'm just kidding they're Ellie <laughs> I'm just kidding Hardly. No. no but the people that like come to mind for me like I don't I think a lot of times when we think of stewardship, we think of money as, like, one of the very first things. But the people I'm thinking of, I have no idea what their money situation is. I could guess because, like, of the kind of people that they are. Yeah. But what really comes to mind is, like, the way that they do everything else. Like, it's the way that they, like, um, they show consideration for, like, Mm -hmm. people around them, how they care for physical spaces, how they, like, approach difficult situations Mm -hmm. with, like, thoughtfulness and, uh, I don't know time to respond it's just like that kind of like stewardship um and i'm not saying that you have to be a type a super intentional person to be a good steward of something um but but yeah i agree totally with your definition and then i think that just practically for me i'm like oh yeah well it just for me it, it ends up being people i'm thinking about yeah and i just what's well, that lives. like air of, like consistency
1: yes like if you're a good steward right like, it's it comes from within it's not like it's gonna impact
0: other all areas of your life no that's so good because that's so true is like you to be classified as good steward you have to be consistent Mm -hmm. it's like uh yeah you can't i mean you can be a good steward (coughs) of one thing and then not in other areas of your life but yeah and so the people i'm thinking of it's like they do this in almost every area yeah of their like granted i don't know them in every area of their life but um they are consistent people. Yeah. And so I think that's more what I think of. Um, so I had jotted down this question because I think it's a big one. And so I think we have a lot to share, but like thinking back, like I just wanted to discuss like areas in our own creative practices or creative businesses that like we've grown in like being better stewards of yeah, because Lord, (laughs) (laughs) um, and then also areas that like, we still need to grow. And so do you want to take this first? yeah
1: I can start yeah we can like
0: bounce off of each other um the first thing I thought
1: of I think probably because of (laughs) having to think through what it actually means to be a good steward probably the one of the biggest things that changed and for most listeners it's probably gonna be like duh but even doing this podcast has helped me in this um it's this idea of like taking ownership of my creative practice Mm. I think because my creative practice has always been a little bit wrapped up in calling and this idea of like you know God gives us gifts and talents and desires I think part of me has been kind of like okay like yeah I can do this one thing and the Lord gave it to me so he'll probably bless it Mm -hmm. almost like this aloofness around it like Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I might be isolated in that, but it's still my experience. And so for me, looking at stewardship and stewarding what God has given me as like, oh, I actually have a a responsibility and a mandate to Mm. take ownership of this. Not like, okay, Um, it's mine. Right. I'm going to do whatever the heck I want to do. No, but like this is something you've given me. Now Mm. let me like – tend to it yeah Um, and so that has i feel like i've grown in that but i also see like a lot of potential to continue to grow in that and just taking ownership of like yeah just not being so like you know the lord will bless it if he wants to (laughs) and more like okay what do i actually need to do to like be faithful with what he's given me right now that's good um And I think that that has implications in a lot of like more practical areas like time, uh, finances. Mm -hmm. So like some of the other ones that I feel like I've grown in. All of these are like I've grown a little bit and I see where I could go. Go farther. Get much better. But like time is like, you know, like I said, I have some very dry seasons. And then historically, you know, holidays are really busy. And, you know, there's kind of that ebb and flow that most creatives that try to sell work. Sure. experience um and so I in the past you know it's like I would be like well I'm not making any money like I don't know say like those late summer months mm-hmm. but I know that the holidays are coming like I won't worry about it until then mm-hmm. you know so I like wouldn't touch my art stuff mm-hmm. for a long periods of time and I've kind of grown in like okay to be a good steward of this mm-hmm. little you know mini business that I have yeah I'm gonna be try to be faithful to like give mm. it my time consistently whether I'm getting orders or not mm. which like I said that might be like a no-brainer but no I don't think it is yeah it's been like okay one it takes that like money is the goal mm-hmm. money is the priority kind of it shifts that perspective a little bit because mm-hmm. it's like okay am my is my goal is my am I stewarding an income or am I stewarding like the whole thing Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah and with all of these there's probably going to be a lot of nuance like with grace of course you need to steward (laughs) more of an income because it's your full-time gig Mm -hmm. um but yeah so just knowing like that the business or the craft or the pursuit whatever you want to call it is worth pursuing in and of itself Mm -hmm. and it's worth stewarding Mm -hmm. in and of itself because it's something that the Lord has given you man whether it's a business or whether it's just a desire, like mm. they're both like worth investing in. Yeah. Um. Another big one for me, and then I'll let you sure. chime in is, um, and this is a lot more practical, but like realistic spending mm. in light of what I'm making. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, knowing choosing what materials to invest in mm. versus like, where it doesn't make a difference yep. based on like how the actual like <laughs> business side That's is very going. practical and very it's good it's very practical but like yeah. i mean you know i feel like there's this idea that like you need to be if you're selling at a high price point especially with something like large paintings or whatever like you need to be using the best of the best stuff sure which of course like there's like that'd be awesome but mm-hmm. the best of the best stuff is so expensive so expensive And so just getting, um, just using wisdom and (laughs) common sense, like when it comes to like, okay, what is like, what's really important that I splurge on so that the like quality can be what it needs to be and where can I go? Like, so I'll always be an advocate of like, I'm going to do a nice canvas. Absolutely. But like I buy dollar, like I buy cheap, cheap brushes because I wreck my brushes, you know? Same, I do too. And so just like, you know, I go, I buy like literally elementary school grade um, pastels because Mm -hmm. they're usually a small part of my pieces. They're fine quality. Like they're not going to disintegrate. You know what I mean? So it's like figuring out and using wisdom on like where I want to put this money. Mm. Like I'm a steward of the money in my hands. Mm -hmm. I'm a steward of the business. And so Mm -hmm. it's like towing that line between. This is the product that I wanna make, but this is like
0: the means that I have. Yeah. Let's not be ridiculous. No, that's so like, that actually leads into like my first cause my first thing I thought of was presentation for mm-hmm. me. It was like I I mean naturally over like three years of business you're gonna grow. But like yeah. when I look back, the first thing that like I think like, what have I like? grown and being a better steward of like the first thing is like oh man I think back to those pieces I first shipped and I like oh to cringe <laughs> to cringe at the packaging or even like just I mean like now I mean this, I'm not gonna get into all the nitty-gritties but you know like I'll send you know if I if you buy a piece for me almost like your pieces they're gonna come on a nice canvas you're mm-hmm. going to like either like hand deliver them or you're going to wrap them in a way that like you know that they're taken care of When I was first doing these pieces, I mean, I paint watercolors, and so it was a sheet of watercolor paper. But watercolor, if you don't know anything about it, I mean, it'll make the paper warp and bend. And I didn't know anything when I first started about, you know, how to then press things flat or how to present it well so if I wasn't buying you a frame that I was just sticking it in I didn't know how to give it to you (laughs) I would give you a piece of paper that you paid $80 to have or something and I remember one time just to keep it flat I remember sticking it between two sheets of like cardboard that I had cut out all jagged with some scissors and I had like rubber band the cardboard (laughs) together and I stuck it with a note into like this bubble wrap mailer it was this ugly thing and I just like look back and I'm like good lord if I had paid money for that <laughs> and then that's what showed up in my mailbox like I can't even think but the things that I shipped the way I shipped things the way I posted stuff the way that my client communication the way that I had people pay me for things mm-hmm. like I just look back and I'm like oh man but what I wanted to say based off what you just said was like that it was okay yeah. to start that way yeah and like for anyone where you're starting, like. I didn't have the money back then to pay for a nice client management system Mm -hmm. or invoice. I didn't really need to because I had like four clients, you know, and they were just all Facebook friends, you know, so like there was no need for me to try to manage my Facebook friends or to try to, I mean, start off with the nicest packaging because Mm -hmm. you're just going to go in the hole. Like, I think it's okay to build from where you're at, you know, and, and build from there. that was one of my main things actually when I started in my business I think I've maybe mentioned this was my first year of business I binged all these podcasts um Mm -hmm. on business and like I was like how to do it and they were all were like first thing you need to do is start an email campaign and the first thing you need to do is like buy a client management system and if you're crazy Mm -hmm. if you haven't already gotten a uh accounting software and Mm -hmm. i'm just like oh my god i haven't done any of this stuff you know and i was just thinking like i'm am i already failing but like i can't afford any of that stuff um and just realizing that it's like you don't really what you need to start is you need you need a good craft like you need good skill (laughs) there's a lot of people and i actually heard someone commenting on this yesterday that in the age of social media we've actually kind of we have swapped the skill of being able to promote yourself for actual talent. And it <laughs> <That's laughs> sounds so true. It sounds, it was actually a, it was a podcast. Some It was a, he's a professor on narcissism. i was <laughs> listening to, it was just like them discussing the, whatever, the ins and outs of it. And I was just intrigued by the whole concept, but they were talking about that in light of a social media age. And um, he was saying like, yeah, like for anyone to like grow in a business right now, like you have to learn the skill of self-promotion you have to learn these things but mm-hmm. like right now it seems like the people that are succeeding we've almost traded people that are really good at self-promotion for the people that have really good skill because yeah. a lot of times the people that have like are doing this thing they haven't spent the time yeah vice versa all of that to say I do think that presentation aligns with the principle of honoring others in your business and then also of like it's almost like this generous hospitality type mm-hmm. mentality of is yeah. how I approach presentation um, with clients. It's like, I want to, when people come to my home, whether they're like staying here, or having dinner here or um, whatever, I want to be sure to like host them well. And I yeah. feel the same way with my business. Like when I'm giving someone a client experience from the time that they first submit a form on my website, I want it to be easy and seamless and like easy for them to understand that it's like they have something that they need. I can possibly provide it. So I want to make it like easy and fun and I want to have quick communication. I want to have clear communication. I want to send them. Like for me it's like I I think that uh, adding extra value into things Mm -hmm. for them, it doesn't have to always cost a lot of money. Yeah. Like the things that are gonna provide a client Lots of value are things like clear communication, mm-hmm. uh, timely responses, lots of photos of what you're doing. Like they want to have input, or maybe they don't. Yeah. But like clear expectation of prices, mm. uh, safe shipping, whatever. Yeah, those things are going to provide immense value to a client, as opposed. And then again, I'll, sometimes in my packages, I like to throw in like actual freebies, like yeah. little cards and things. But um, and. Again, I, not to get nitty gritty, I budget those things into my, (laughs) you're not going in the hole, but like, I think that all of those things, it it speaks to your character as a business owner. Yeah. And it's that verse, um, I actually think I have it written down. Sorry, one second. Um, It's Titus 1, 7. Says, since an overseer manages God's household, he must be blameless, not overbearing, not quick tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest gain. And it's just saying, like, if you're an overseer in the house of the Lord, like, you have to, like, all of the things of your character need to be in a line. And mm-hmm. I just feel like starting with something, even like your presentation of your business, it seems like something that may be trivial, yeah. but I do think it speaks to a larger character of, like, oh, yeah. how you conduct whatever. Yeah. So that's one of my first things of like where I feel like I've grown. Um, I think one of the other things that comes to mind here is like having to do some extra work when things go wrong Mm -hmm. um, in a business. Like um, that's something I've grown (coughs) in. Kind of the expectation is like kind of what you were saying, like taking full responsibility for um, my business and the things that are under my control. Sometimes there's things outside of your control. I've had packages just get lost in the mail I've had um different clients um They've just had maybe like other people come into the client process and then they are giving me opinions on the piece and like they're, they're doing, yeah. they're kind of, I don't want to say messing with, but they're kind of messing with the client's head and with this from yeah. what we discussed. And it's like, there are things that are like outside of your control that kind of happen, but that you have to kind of do the maintenance work to yeah. clean up a spill that you didn't make so that your client has a happy experience. Mm-hmm. I will say here, there's a lot of discernment because Mm -hmm. it's like, sometimes you're just going to have crazy people. And so like, I'm not saying like, just to like always let people walk over you like a doormat, but there have been times where it's like, I've had to sacrifice time or money to rectify situations so that my client walked away happy. And I believe that ultimately like, for example, when I had an original piece was just shipping from here to Knoxville, which is like, if you don't know where we live was like an hour. Um, this is why I never use USPS. I use UPS now. Um, anyways, I love UPS. Maybe you have a bad experience with them. I love them. Um, but, um, I pay the extra money for them. This is one thing that I think is worth it. Um, USPS lost an original and a package and actually ended up being somewhat damaged but it took over three months um for them to receive the piece and in the meantime I offered that client a full refund even though I had done the work she refused it which was kind on her part but I was fully willing to give it to her because she wasn't receiving it I had scanned in her work. So I went on ahead and ordered extra prints of the original at the original size and sent them to her for free. Mm-hmm. So she had something to gift, you know, until then. Yeah. It's just stuff that it's like, I'm going to take on this cost. I'm going to make sure yeah. that she has something stuff that you can do that just, um, and, uh, I had another verse there. It's first Peter four 10 that said, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So just having grace, um, on yourself, And on your clients in hard situations, and just knowing that like you've received this gift to serve. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's going to be. Not all serving is fun. (laughs) Yeah. Serving is like it's going low. Yeah. Cleaning up others' messes and like just knowing that like yeah. Um. And I the last two I had were and it's just little notes there were, um, money and time Mm -hmm. and money is something I've very much grown in. Um. I don't want to just like keep talking. But no, you're good. The um, I will say there's just this one rule and I, I'm i not trying to be your accountant. I'm not an accountant. Please be my that. accountant. I'm not an accountant. <laughs> Please be my accountant. I'm not an accountant and I cannot advise anyone. So take that. Uh, this is a rule that I learned from an accountant on a podcast though. And I learned it in my first year of business, like towards the end of it. And I was like, oh my, like this is so helpful um so you've probably heard of it possibly but i do it every month and it really did change my business so it's called the 50 30 20 rule Mm -hmm. and um essentially it just means that like if i make let's say i make three thousand dollars in a month that's like my gross profit i haven't taken away any expenses i did buy stuff this month whatever well then let's say that my expenses were like i don't know $500. And so then I have like $2,000 is like my net profit for the month. Well then from my net profit. So like what's left after expenses, if it was 2000, the 50, 30, 20 rule is going to say, well, I'm going to take 2000 times 50. So half of that is a thousand. That's what I can pay myself. Mm -hmm. I can give myself a thousand dollars, which is crazy that you made 3000 and only a thousand dollars is coming home. Yeah. When you have to think about numbers this way, it really changes like, Oh, if I need a thousand dollars a month, I need to make 3000. Um, but it it kind of helps put things in perspective for me. But um, I can take a thousand dollars home and never worry about that coming back out of my personal. Which also, if you don't have a business account versus a personal account, that's step number one. But um, I would say get a business checking account, savings mm-hmm. account. Fifty um, percent of it you can have there, and then going back to that thousand dollars that's left now. Um, of that I'd put in your business savings account for taxes just put that aside because self-employment tax rate and everything is crazy (laughs) um I my husband is a full-time therapist has a Good job. And last year when we went and did our taxes, I paid just as much in taxes as he did. And he makes way more money than I do. (laughs) And um, it's just it's the self-employment tax. And so just go on ahead and factor that probably about 30 percent of your total yearly income you're going to need to save for taxes. And if you have extra in your business savings at the end of the year, you can cut yourself a little check. It's nice. But if not, then like you have that set aside. Yeah. And then the extra 20 percent that's left there you keep it in your business checking account for future expenses Mm -hmm. and that's always helped me whether it's like i want to start a new subscription we bought Mm -hmm. sweatshirts whatever i've got like at least some money always you're not just bottoming out at zero every month like you've got some money there that model provided me so much peace in my business it also was very anxiety provoking at first (laughs) because i was receiving a lot less money than i thought I was making so some months I adjusted that to like the 60 30 10 rule so I paid Mm -hmm. myself 60% and kept 10% yeah um but I always keep the 30 the same like you always need to be putting 30% away for taxes yeah um So that might be kind of nitty-gritty, but that is super helpful. Um, And the last thing was just time. And four back spasms has taught me that (laughs) I cannot push myself harder than my body should be pushed. (laughs) And so um, time. I have grown in being a steward of time. But all of these, money, time, presentation, um, even client management, just like in those hard situations, they're all things I've grown in, but they're also all things I have a long way to grow as well yeah
1: I'm thinking uh just to go back and just really briefly um one of the things that I was like I've grown in but I feel like there's areas to improve and I feel like probably people listening because we have a lot of people who like are kind of in my boat I think listening like are wanting like are taking their artistic endeavors seriously aren't necessarily at like the full-time business area I one of my notes was like being a good steward for me with my business meant adjusting my pricing Mm -hmm. and it actually meant increasing my pricing Mm. because for me, my husband always jokes that I'm like the worst at making money because I hate (laughs) charging for things. Like Mm I, I'm like the person that was like, I'll just volunteer at this company instead (laughs) of work. You know, like I just, I don't Uh know. Money's just like,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah. So anyways, but Money has never been a great motivator for me. Yeah. um, Which is a good and bad thing. Yeah, for sure. Probably half and half. Mm -hmm. But for me, like in different seasons, especially when I was um, doing a lot more custom orders and it was just extremely time consuming Mm -hmm. and it was becoming like my primary source. I was like, I am not getting compensated for the work that I'm putting in. And while I wanted to be um, accessible to all types of people and all different stages of life to be a good steward meant I need to like I need to be a good steward even to myself and like to my family and to my lifestyle and like so I don't know if you have any any tips for that as far as I feel like that's a whole nother that could be a whole nother episode which probably would be a good one sure but I there's probably resources out there for that as well
0: well it really is just very variant depending on what you're offering
1: but um I would say just but just I, taking the time to even think about it. Sure, like what well, I am mean, I putting in? And
0: your baseline of like, I you need to know that when you're handing someone work, mm-hmm. that you're not going to feel gypped handing mm-hmm. that to them. I think that's like kind of the base tip yeah. would just be like because I've had that happen where it's like I know and I'm it takes the joy out of it. Way more time than I intended to spend on mm-hmm. it, or I just knew from the beginning that I didn't charge enough for that piece, and then I handed them that, and then I got my final invoice back, and I was like, you know, like, <laughs> but there's other pieces where I was like. Man, I can't believe i made this much mm-hmm. from from this amount of work. And that's nice to feel. Sometimes it's hard to feel. Yeah. Um, but I'd say you need to feel that at least at least somewhere in the middle of that of like I feel yeah. rightly compensated. Um, it's nice to where you can feel almost like overcompensated. Yeah. But I'd say you at least need to feel rightly compensated yeah. for.
1: So just taking the time to at least evaluate, evaluate that evaluate it. That's look good. At what you look at the what you have to bring to the table, mm-hmm. like the experience that you're bringing, the skill set, the what you're putting in on materials, like those kind of things. Like, I realized, okay, I'm actually I'm investing in better quality materials. Like, I need to be upping my prices. Yeah. So, anyways, that was just a side note. But
0: no, that's so good.
1: Um, I feel like we could go on and on about oh this. God. Um, but do you have, um, some final, just kind of more practical, or just final thoughts? Yes. Do As you want to
0: ping pong these? I've got maybe like one, two, three, four, five, six, six seven, eight, s- nine, ten. I've got about <laughs> five-ish bullet points. Okay. Um, if you want to. I have about the same. Okay. Well, mine are just- kind okay. of overlap though,
1: but it's fine. We'll ping pong? I'll start. Okay. Well, it kind of is what I just said. <laughs> like take honest inventory of what you have yes. in front of you. So do mm-hmm. you have a business Do you have a hobby? Like, be honest Mm. with yourself. And all of those are great. Like, be honest with yourself, take inventory, and then do your best to be faithful with what's in front of you. Mm. So, like, for me, being honest about where I actually was, like, in this creative journey was the catalyst for, like, okay, Mm. faithfulness looks different depending on what's in front of you. Mm -hmm. So, taking time... To be faithful over the little that you have, whether it's yeah. a full-time gig or whether it's, you know, you right. want to start getting into prints. Sure. Like, be faithful with that. And the Lord will honor. Mm. You know, don't despise small beginnings. Yep. Don't despise where you're at. Like, comparison's always a huge yes. um, temptation. But I think that that practice of just being honest with yourself evaluating mm-hmm. what's literally in your life what's in front of you as far as your creative whether you're just starting making music or you're whatever
0: no that's so good so that's my first one um that's really good i would say my first one goes back to that first peter four ten, like serving just serve others mm-hmm. um is like my first bullet point for being a good steward um and if we operate from that mindset rather than just seeing business as like how to serve myself or how to get an income mm-hmm. And you see it as, like, how can I serve others to the best of my ability? Then ultimately, it's going to serve others and you to the highest standard. Yeah. Um, It'll affect presentation, communication, even your patience with other people. So I would say a mindset shift to, like, I'm serving others would be my number
1: one. I'm going to do mine out of order. But kind of along with that, I had be generous. Mm. So whether Mm -hmm. that's with your information, with your knowledge, Mm like grace has been great with this for me and I know with a lot of other creatives like she is like she does not gatekeep information she's like here's where I got my prints this is like where I've had good experiences this is where I'm it's not worth it and I think even on a really small scale like opening yourself up to be generous with other creatives be generous with your with your art like you know like what grace said about you know throwing in extra stuff that makes the client feel special like i've started doing that with my prints and like um just you're never gonna regret being leaning on the side of generous yeah you know it reminds me of that verse like whoever sows sparingly will reap Reaps sparingly man. whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully and it's like yeah. the lord is generous yes like and i'm not over here advocating for like being stupid and sure. going you know in the negative but it doesn't it doesn't take a lot to, to be show a generosity small
0: advocate for that because it's my next point <laughs> but only small my 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 next point is actually do some work for free each year yeah um I Cody my I mentioned my h- husband Cody's a therapist and in and I was in school to be a therapist for a hot second in some of the uh, I think it's like the it's almost like the code of ethics or whatnot that you sign off on and being an mft um it says in there like you sign on to do like x amount of pro bono work per year because Mm -hmm. you recognize that like it is a gift and it is a ministry that it's like to be given and like and stewarded and that could just be like in personal relationship with people or whatever but i always try to take that into my business and this is going to look different for everyone obviously depending upon your business but God hasn't given you whatever gift you had to serve and bless others, and it may also provide your paycheck, but I do think that we are all presented with situations each year where we know that, like, we can be a blessing, mm-hmm. and so I would say that at least one to two times a year, maybe just take on a project mm-hmm. and do it for free, whether they know that you're going to do it for free or whether they don't know that you're going to do yeah. it for free, just uh, let it, going back to serving others, just let it be a blessing. I'm not saying to do this all the time yeah. and not make any money, b- money from your business, but um, I do think that. Uh, like the Lord is going to compensate you yeah, more than enough for, for sure <laughs> for that work. Um, and it just does something for your heart to kind of have a few pieces that you know that you're not going to receive anything from, but like, yeah. Yeah. So that was my second one.
1: Okay. I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next one's super practical, but it's really helped me this year. Actually, since starting the podcast and um, taking myself a little bit more seriously as a whole, as a creative, but just, setting a time specific goal per day or per week to give to your craft or your business um game changer like it does not have to be a lot ever since we got our our little foster placement my time changed so much um and so i had to adjust but i was like okay like i'm going to give myself at least this sounds funny i'm going to give myself at least like four nap times a week <laughs> So, like, basically, it's not a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. that's, like, maybe four to six hours a week. Mm -hmm. But that's not all I ended up doing. But that was, like, the minimum. I was, like, be, like, give yourself this permission. Mm -hmm. Like, give it this much time. And it's been awesome, Mm -hmm. like, to see. And not that, like, anything crazy has really come of it other than I feel proud that, like, okay, I'm being consistent and I'm being as best of a steward as I can of like no, what's in so front good. of me. That's so good. Um, And I am not full time. And if anything, it's like I'm enjoying it more because mm. I'm like, okay, I know that I'm, you know, less c- circumstance, I know that I'm giving myself, I have this much time this week to work. Yeah. Let me enjoy myself and like play for like one hour yeah. and then let me like knock stuff out. Sure. And then that kind of leads into one of my other ones. Go ahead. I were, but yeah. just like take time to plan for your, business or Mm -hmm. your hobby even Mm -hmm. like it will benefit you so much to actually grace and i were talking about this before uh, we started recording like what is your plan for the holiday season Mm -hmm. like have you thought about it like Mm -hmm. what direction are you going um and i think especially if you're not in full-time business like the holidays are a really fun time to kind of trial that to me Mm -hmm. like that's kind of how i like Mm -hmm. because the odds of you mean you can always say no right sure sure. so like put yourself out there be like okay this this holiday season I'm gonna my goal is to sell five to ten custom pieces Mm -hmm. you know like starting out yep and then just like put yourself out there plan be like okay this is how I'm gonna market myself this is where I'm gonna market myself and this is what I'm gonna offer sure but taking the time to be like to take yourself seriously enough to be like Or if you're a songwriter, you know, my goal is to write three finished songs like in Mm -hmm. the next whatever. I don't know the timeline for that. (laughs) When I
0: write songs there. We give music (laughs) advice. I have no idea what we're talking about. It's funny. We probably should have shown each other our notes because, like, that's super similar. One of my other points was (laughs) set a goal for yourself and reach it. There you go. Just because I have my notes underneath it was I think that part of stewardship is not growing dormant. Like, I think that it doesn't have to be a huge goal, and those are important to have huge goals. Mm -hmm. But, like, some small goals along the way, um, yeah, can just be, like... For me, I'm making courses right now. Um, life has happened mm-hmm. and um, I am so behind on courses, but I also know that I want to release at least something by the end of the year and it's not going to be and a full course. And if you course. hadn't had
1: the plan, you probably wouldn't have even started. Well, sure, exactly. <laughs> like,
0: and so I like have a modified version of something that I want of educational material that I'm trying to release by the end of the year. And so it's like, it's a small goal. Mm-hmm. It's not my big goal, but it's like something that I'm like, okay, I can I can reach this. Yeah. Um, and this also doesn't mean that you can't have times where you aren't growing or Mm -hmm. like you aren't trying new things like this is like you but just don't allow yourself to grow complacent in the things that god has called you to like to dream in yeah like i i think that that is so easy to slip into sometimes and so just setting a goal for yourself and and reaching it is important um another one i had was um money (laughs) just Mm -hmm. don't let it rule you um i have lost too many hours of sleep over money and business talking about being a good steward of money um whether it be taxes or making enough that month to cover expenses, whatever. I think that principles like the 50, 30, 20 can serve you and bring you peace later. Tithing is mm-hmm. big. I need to be better about it, honestly, but every time that I have been faithful and tithing specifically from my business, mm-hmm. it, he's been so faithful. And it's like, I remember one time specific, I think it was October of last year. I was in a tight spot. October is always tight for me because I'm ordering stuff for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And like, you're coming off of the slow summer months, you know, it's going to possibly get better. Mm-hmm. October is always kind of tight. And uh, I remember tithing when it felt tight, which tithing when it feels tight is always the best time mm-hmm. to give. <laughs> yes. And literally that afternoon, I don't have a booming Etsy store. That afternoon, I got like, and that afternoon in the next few days, I got it over 150 like it it was crazy I normally get like five Etsy orders a week and I had like 150 within like a few days but tithing is the one thing that the Lord actually commands us to test him on so like Malachi 310 Mm -hmm. it says bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house test me in this says the Lord and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be not room enough to store it and so I just like that's like set a goal for yourself but then also like if things are feeling tight um even if they're not be faithful in tithing that's a place to be consistent that's a message to myself I don't do it perfectly this is my public admittance there (laughs) um but and that's something I I really need to grow in a lot of that's anxiety but um stop I digress stop talking (laughs) um but um But yeah, I just, I think it's so cool that the Lord does say, test me here. And every time I kind of have tested him where I'm like, Lord, I don't have a lot. Like, this is like my widow's mite, so to speak. He has always like abundantly and bountifully shown out. Yeah. So that's one of my, and I think I have like one more. Yeah.
1: I think my last one, uh, as far as just practical, if you can call it that, but it is that, I don't know why I said that, um, (laughs) take We're both like unraveling at the end of this episode. Um, take time to ask yourself and the Lord what diligence looks like um, hmm. in this specific season and in your specific like business. Hmm. I have not done that, but I want to. It's a good thought. <laughs> because if you spend any amount of time in Proverbs and just in scripture, like God cares about diligence and it, I found that it looks, it looks different in different seasons, like being a good steward of what's in front of me and i believe that he'll tell you like Mm -hmm. he wants you to be diligent he wants you to thrive like and so just take time like believe that god cares like what our whole podcast is about that god cares about what you're doing and Mm -hmm. god cares about you in the middle Mm -hmm. of it
0: um so yeah just take time to ask him (laughs) that's good my last one is to uh Take time <laughs> to rest uh, and be grateful yeah, um, because I, I think that we can take time to rest in business. But if we're also not taking time to be grateful, then mm-hmm. um, I think grateful needs to just gratefulness has to be an accompany accompaniment with rest. Because there's so many times where I technically rest for my business, but I'm still riddled with anxiety. Like I'm thinking I'm still thinking about it and I'm mm-hmm. still thinking I need to do this and I need to do that. Yeah. And like there's all these things, but it's like to really rest for me is like resting and saying like, wow, Lord, like I still have people who want to buy art. It yeah. might not be as many as like have been in the past or it might be whatever, but like you have still and always have provided enough. Yeah. You know, it hasn't sometimes always felt like that or hasn't whatever, but like, yeah, I just think that true rest is always accompanied by gratefulness. And yeah. so that is my challenge to myself and to you. That's good. Um, it's important. So I hope that this episode has been helpful. We still have a long way to grow in being good stewards of our businesses, but we've grown a long way. Yeah. And I'm sure that you have as well. Um, If you have tips or things that you want to share, if things that you've grown in or things that you had questions on or whatever, as always, please use the link in our Instagram bio. It'll also be here in the show notes on the podcast. Um, Submit questions to us or um, thoughts, questions, buy t-shirts or (laughs) gosh. we don't actually have t-shirts or hoodies (laughs) (laughs) the two things that we've called them in this episode go buy a sweatshirt um and uh wrap the podcast and uh yeah we'll see you next time (laughs) Bye bye